0: hi guys hi everyone welcome to our sixth episode of our podcast yay <laughs> this is Kriti. this is Rana,
1: and you're listening to
0: step into our speakers so this week we wanted to talk a little bit actually like point out some of the things that are wrong in our syllabus or rather which need like need to be improved or at least be approached in a different manner um,
1: so just to disclaimer uh, we're not trying to, to attack the school system in any possible way uh, we're just trying to point out as we said uh, a few things that do need improvement in our school system and we wanted to talk about it I and mean, we know quite a few of our listeners are in the ICSC board so we thought some of you all could relate to this
0: yeah. So we're mostly going to be talking about literature and so both of our second language is Hindi so we're just going to be talking about some of the chapters etc that we learn in Hindi and English literature. Uh, We're not really going into the other subjects because these are the ones we felt are the easiest to change I guess like even from the point of the... Yeah the ones which need the most improvement I guess. Yeah. So the first thing we want to talk about is this chapter called bade ghar ki beti in our hindi syllabus which is so i'll just tell you guys in short what it's about before like we talk about it so it's um about like this couple i guess you can say it's not really about them so there's this girl named anandi who's married to a guy named shrikhand singh and um so this Srikanth Singh guy has a brother named Lal Bihari and the brother really adores him and respects him and all. And uh, so this, this guy, the husband, he um, he doesn't work in the same city where he lives. So he works somewhere else and he comes home like on Thursday or Friday or something like that. And uh, so one of the days when he's not out, the brother, he he gets angry at something that uh, this girl anandi did and he throws a wooden slipper at her cuz in the olden times that's what they used to wear so he he threw a slipper at her and she was like really furious and she didn't like say anything for two days and all and the husband came and the husband came back she told him what happened and he was also really angry and uh, he he gave his father so they all live in a joint family and so he gave his father an ultimatum saying that either i'm going to leave or my brother has to leave because i can't look at his face anymore and then they they keep fighting and the brother gets really offended at you know what this jikhan singh is saying and he's like i adore him so much how can he say that he doesn't want to look at my face this that and all And then in the end, the girl Anandi tells her husband that, you know what, it's okay, let's all just stay in the house, I forgive him. And they all live happily ever after and everyone in the village is like, this is what a badai ghar ki beti do. Um, So that's what this story is about. And just like a few things that are really wrong (laughs) with this. Uh, so, first of all, when they're so, like, they, in the beginning, just, like, introduce the characters in brief, you know, like, their backstory or whatever. And, um, so, in Anandi's introduction, so, she is the youngest, or uh, I think, and I'm, I'm not sure, like, where she is, but she's a, f- like, she has three sisters. And according to the story, she is the prettiest of them all. Which is why she is adored the most out of all her sisters by her parents and her parents want to marry her off because of this and honestly that gives off a really wrong idea of you know that parents like have a favorite child because of how they look or you know how intelligent they are or whatever um and it just you know they're basically defining her by her looks which is Honestly, I don't think is what should happen at all. And yeah, yeah, and obviously the most glaring uh, thing that's wrong about this is how she forgives the younger brother for physically abusing her, and yeah. he just gets mm-hmm. let off just like that because, and she feels bad for him because of how do you do know. She don't want to.
1: break the family basically so she just was like okay fine you know never mind I forgive him and yeah, let's, that's it and then she goes just, to her husband and says is it okay forgive him too
0: yeah let's just forgive him for throwing a wooden slipper that nearly missed my face it's totally okay
1: yeah so <laughs> that was one of the stories
0: yeah and see my, my point is like my main point is that at least if we're going to be taught stories like this at least we should have discussions and debates about these in class to really bring about awareness and all that this isn't how it should be and, you know, this is what needs to change. Because even today, domestic abuse is very prevalent and I think, like, you know, if, if at least, you know, if they are going to teach these to us, you know, if we can, like, strike up a discussion in class about how this is because they just... Teach the chapter to us and then we write whatever we learn. Yeah, so uh, I just think that if they like this is and this is true for any chapter we speak about, even after this, that you know, as long as it like if they really, really feel it's necessary to you know keep these chapters or they, or they don't want to remove them from our syllabus, I at least think that you know we should talk about what's wrong in them.
1: Yeah, that's true. Okay, so uh, for the next one that we wanted to talk about, so Kritri actually hasn't learned this. Um, so we have this book called Naya Rasta which we have to learn. And so that it's a basically I'll just give like a little bit of backstory. So there's this girl called Meenu who's been rejected by many guys because apparently she's not fair enough and she is uh, too sore. So a lot of guys have rejected her and uh, Finally, there comes this one guy named Amit who rejects her, and then she, that's the final straw. She decides that she wants to go ahead and become a lawyer. And so she goes away to law school, and it's basically about her story and then how, in the end, she finds her way back to Amit and she gets married to him. Again, there are a few things in this story, um, and uh, obviously, I think it's really great that uh, Meenu does become a lawyer and that she puts away that marriage part which I will say is very you know at least that's good and revolutionary which I like. Um, so first thing why Amit leaves her is because he wants uh, his parents um, want money so they get a better offer from another family who's yeah, willing to give them like five lakh rupees or something and uh, that's why he decides to cut off the marriage offer with Nino and decides to get married with this other woman and also uh, there were like a few things so like Minu's best friend gets married immediately like the first guy that offers her because she's pretty and so you know back then it was, and it was still very prevalent to how arranged marriages work is because of how someone looks and you know he so he rejects Sarita yeah. because she wasn't she was too dark and she wasn't educated as Meenu was and so it and so he didn't like her because of that because he was like she's not as beautiful as Minu is so I don't want to get married to her. And a few other things so uh, uh, Minu's sister gets married before Minu does like her younger sister and uh, she, she gives birth to a child and that's why obviously when you give birth to a child you tend to put on weight you know it's a normal thing. And uh, the author actually points that out saying that she had put on weight and now she looked older than Minu because she had put on weight and she wasn't as petite anymore. (laughs) So these are just like a few things that I've found and there are so many more in the book. And you know how her parents kept urging her to get married and how if she didn't get married she wasn't living a meaningful life because she wasn't settled down. And you know, because settling down is getting married, apparently. But Meenu was living a totally normal life, because she was a successful lawyer. And you know, she really gained her name and she was practicing well and everything. But her parents still wanted her to get married because, you know, she doesn't, her life is still not meaningful. So these are just a few things that were there in our chapter, which I thought definitely need an update. So those are just a few things that I wanted to talk about.
0: of Nehra Rasa. <laughs> so, uh, now I wanted to also talk about this poem. Um, it's called Vinay Ke Pad, and it's basically about the um, Hindu god Ram, from the Ramayana. And um, the entire po- poem is just about, like how, you know, just like praising him and saying that he's really kind, And you know, you should like pray to him and you should like, you know, know, take his name and do bhajan, and you know, you you will attain moksha or you know, you you will be blessed for the rest of your life and all of that. That's that's so, there's two stanzas in the poem, and the what I just said is all was there in the first stanza. Now, the second stanza is what really got to me, so I (laughs) did notice this as I was learning it but when I was studying it for one of my exams is when I really noticed it so in the second so I'm not saying it in Hindi because I don't remember exactly what it was I don't really learn it I just like learn the basic meaning so I'm just going to like tell you what it is basically so what what they say in the second stanza is that if you have friends or family who don't have Ram in their hearts you should leave them and, and I'm just sitting there looking at this of like, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> I think we should give
1: people backstory, just so you know, Hindi is like, uh, very sanskari. Yeah, all so... there's a very, you know, sanskari and very, you know, conservative.
0: Yeah. I guess a stereotyping a little, but at least from what we've seen, this is how it is. And... Our entire Hindi syllabus is all old, like, stories and poems written really long ago.
1: Yeah, they were, like, you know, 1800s kind of stuff.
0: And and we're just here sitting in the 21st century reading yeah. these, like... seriously? Okay, so we get that these are, like, great literary works, but I don't think
1: you should be teaching 21st century Gen Z kids, te- like, these kind of things, right? And there's a desperate need of an update.
0: Yeah, and through this, I just realized that they're indirectly imposing religion on fifteen year old students. Yeah. Just like I just like, oh your friend doesn't like Ram, leave them. <laughs> like, excuse me? What what is this? And I was I couldn't st- it was so appalling. I just couldn't stop laughing and I showed it. I showed it to my mother and even she was laughing and I was like, Mom, aren't they in a kind of imposing religion? And she's just there slowly nodding her head like, Mm-hmm, yes, they are. <laughs> and in this day and age where there's stuff like freedom of religion and, you know, respect all religions and, you know, don't discriminate on the basis of religion, we're learning stuff like leave your friends if they don't like Ram. I really yeah, think exactly. that that's extremely backward and definitely, definitely needs to change. Yeah. So I guess these were the main ones we wanted to discuss from Hindi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in English literature, we couldn't really uh, like point, like pinpoint a lot of things. So we mainly so we learn one we learn a Shakespeare script which like the Merchant of Venice we're going to talk about that a little later. But first, we want to just talk a little bit about this poem called "Bangle Sellers by Rojini Naidu. So um, I guess most of us know that she was a really respected and renowned poet in her time, and she still is. And um, uh, it's, it's, it is it is a beautiful poem, I'm not denying it. And I personally don't think they should remove it from our syllabus. But I just think that given the entire poem, poem talks about uh, a young maiden, an unmarried maiden, and then it goes on to talking about the same woman getting married and then, uh, you know, her having children and then her life, you know, being done. So it is, it's just the entire poem talking about how A woman's life revolves around marriage, and I guess guess this is
1: like okay. Exactly. What time it was like that? Yeah, that's that's what I was coming to. Yeah. So it's very fine that she wrote about that because that's how the society was back then. A woman's duty was to be like to to be a good maiden to get married and then be a beautiful wife. Yeah. So that was just how the way things were.
0: So, like I said about, like, earlier, like, multiple times, even for this poem, I think the same thing goes, wherein it's really important to strike up discussions. So, yeah. like, you know, it, like, talk about how it's the, a woman's only goal in life is not to get ready for marriage and get married and bear, you know, children. That's, that's not yeah. all... Of, you know what a woman's life is about there's so much more that goes on you know a career going getting a good education and you know making something you know like doing what I you think, want to do and pursuing what you love
1: yeah so i think when they have like old poems like these which are from other uh, a uh, totally different centuries yeah they should try to they should try to show it in up like how we should act according to this, like how things have changed, and how, yeah, just like draw contrast. We just so this actually reminds me of something. Um, so I remember during my exams, we had this uh poem, and um, they asked us this question. Uh, it was an opinionated question saying that do you think um bangers are still very relevant in a woman's life, and I said no because I didn't think that bangles are so relevant like i personally from all the women i know like even my grandma like that she she's not like big on bangles or anything i haven't seen like a lot of all the people that i'm surrounded with i don't think i've seen that you know bangles are so
0: important in their life like i know a lot of like okay, okay, religious just, people just do like sorry to interrupt but like just for some context okay. like so in the poem it's basically how different colors of bangles represent different stages in a woman's mm-hmm. life and yeah. in, in india in general bangles are a really big thing like uh, like in some cultures like immediately after getting married there's like a particular set of bangles that newly wed women wear yeah, yeah. and you can like a few, yeah they're like really red in color i think so and that's then a Punjabi thing, yeah. yeah, it's a Punjabi thing. So and so, you know, when you see women like that on the road, you immediately know that oh my God, she's just been married. So that in that, yeah. that's the context that you know in India, bangles in, are a really big deal. Yeah. So that
1: way, I think it's relevant. But from my point of view, I wouldn't think that it was that relevant because I just all the people that I have seen get married, they weren't, like obviously they wear bangles on their wedding day and all that. But I don't think that was just like an accessory. Yeah. So. I wouldn't think that it was like a super relevant and important thing. So I said no. And then I lost all my marks for that question. And then my teacher said that it's actually supposed to be yes, because she had given us this like, she was like, yeah, haven't you like seen, and I haven't. So I, I just want to say that I think uh, also I've seen this a lot in the ICSC thing that you can't have your own opinions. It's either yes or no, even if it's an opinionated question, which also, come up in MOV later when we talk about it yeah. but I think that I think that that was just I, I lost marks over there <laughs> which I was sad about and also because I think that I, I, I have my, the right to my own opinion and I think that it was not relevant so I don't think I should have lost marks over there
0: yeah so, so uh, just day. adding to that I feel like at least if they're going to ask us like one opinionated question in the entire paper, I think we should at least have the right to, you know, actually state what our opinion is and not what they expect of us. That, exactly. So, like if they if what they expect is yes and someone has written no, they don't even give that answer a chance because someone actually might have a legitimate justification for their own opinion. Exactly. Yeah. I get, I so get, it, and if they I cut marks because they don't think that, you know, their justification for their opinion is not good enough, like that's a completely different matter.
1: Yeah. Which I think brings us to MOV. Yes. Which is.
0: We saved uh, best for last. Yes. Christie actually doesn't like MOV. We in fact actually really. It's not like that. I I, like there's like a lot of things even in history that I don't like. But if it wasn't if it wasn't something that we had to learn in school, I really think I'd be interested in it. It's just that learning it in school kind of ruins it. So I've actually read like a few other Shakespeare stories. Like obviously not the entire thing, but you know, there are so many different versions, like shorter versions. And I really enjoyed those. So it's just that because we have to learn it and the way it's taught to us and all kind of just ruins it. Yeah, so
1: something that I wanted to touch upon was, I feel very passion, passionately about this, so... Uh, so actually, if anyone's read a movie, they know that Shylock is a villain because he's trying to take Antonio's pound of flesh, and you know, he's trying to kill Antonio. And honestly, I think that and, and that's how they teach it to us that Shylock is the villain.
0: And, and it there's no gray area. Yeah.
1: It's like a black and white. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like if they ask you, do you think Shylock is the villain and justify your answer you? Yes, he is a thing. villain. Yes. There's there's no option to write no. Exactly. And so the thing is, honestly, I think that no, he's not the villain. And I think I have a pretty valid reason for that. Is because like okay, I get that the, the pound of flesh thing is very extreme. Extreme. Yeah. Same. I have the I same opinion. So, like I'm sure a lot of people so, do. It's so extreme. It's like really crazy. So I just so like Antonio treated Shylock like poo, and I'm saying poo because I can't say some words because this is not explicit. But um, as I was saying, so he treated him horribly, like the worst possible way he could. I you know he used to come after him for being a Jew, which he can't really do anything because he was born into being a Jew. I like Christianity back then, it was like, you know, if you're not a Christian, you don't actually believe in God and you're, uh, you know, outcast. So he used to treat him horribly for that. He used to treat him horribly for his money lending ways. He would he would just be totally, totally mean to him. And like Shiloh had a very, very valid reason for hating Antonio, which is, and hatred can make people do a lot of bad things, you know, if it's strong enough. And I think Antonio really pushed the limits yeah, so I just think that Shylock had a very valid reason for hating him and for doing what he did. So I will say that I think Antonio and Shylock are both the villains in this and they and Antonio practically brought it up on brought it on himself. So
0: yeah, I completely agree with diana and in fact, I remember while we were being taught in school, our teacher did like very like she didn't really discuss it with us, but she just said that, you know, uh, Shylock was treated badly and all but the board but the board wants you to write that he was the villain and you know he shouldn't have done what he did and I was really surprised by that and I was like it. you know like like we mentioned before at least if they're asking us an opinionated question we should have the right to answer our opinion yeah. and not what we're expected. I think,
1: I think what they need to change is that an opinionated question shouldn't have any right or wrong.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: As long as the opinion that they're putting down on paper makes sense, I think a child should be given marks for what they've written.
0: Yeah, like, you know, the examiner should read it, like, read the answer with an open mind and not with the thing that, okay, my opinion is this, so if someone else's opinion is different from mine, it's wrong. wrong. I think their mentality should be more like, okay, I'm going to, you know, go, go, like, read this with an open mind and if I get convinced... That what they're saying is justified, or you know, it it's making sense. Then I'll judge it according to that. Yeah. And another thing, exactly. another thing that's again approached in a very you know there is a right opinion way kind of way is um, about uh, Portia and Bassanio, and um, so again we're taught that Porsche, Bassanio did really love Portia and all of that. And I know like quite a few people think that he didn't really love her, and he only married her to get her money and While I'm still a little conflicted um i I think i at least think that we should you know have the right to interpret it the way we want to, so I just think that you know like things like this just need to be approached with a different way and we you know we like in school we need to start having discussions or debates you know like for against and like people from different opinions just so that you know it it becomes first of all a little more interesting and fun for us to learn I think that's I think debate and you know discussion is a really fun way to learn at least in my opinion and yeah yeah so basically for chapters like these which are important and have great value i just think that the approach that the teachers take to teach should be different yeah exactly so i
1: think i don't i'm not necessarily saying that they should remove it from us um the syllabus but i think the way they teach it to us and the way we're supposed to write the answers should be different
0: Yeah, like we like in class when you're learning it, we're actually given that you know if this question comes, this is what you have to answer, which yeah kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's
1: just like, are you really learning anything when they tell you what to write? Yeah, that's
0: like, it's almost like you know, no one probably thinks of literature as like a rote learning subject. But, you know, if it, when it does come to these opinionated questions, it is rote learning, which completely defeats the purpose of, you know, doing literature in school. Exactly. So, I think that's, that, I think we've said what we wanted to say. Actually, like, to be really frank, we didn't think we'd have so much to say about this. We thought we'd, we'd like, wrap it up and keep,
1: like, a short 15-minute episode this time. Yeah. But I think we had quite a bit to say. I guess. And yeah. <laughs> hopefully, they do change the syllabus in the coming years yeah. and do change the way they approach things.
0: And yeah, that's that's interesting. Be better us, for I the mean. coming batches. And for those of you who are going, like who are learning the ICRC board or syllabus or whatever, hopefully you guys can relate to this and agree with us. Yeah so and like those who are still there um
1: like think of it in your own way obviously don't lose marks yeah if you listen to us and then you were like no i have my own thoughts but like uh yeah do have your own thoughts but like don't lose marks in the post because of us
0: yeah sorry (laughs) so yeah i guess that's that for this episode thank you so much for listening you guys thank you for listening yay bye guys
1: Bye, everyone.